What's going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Cabrera, the podcast coach here. And when it comes to your work, you want to be indispensable. Indispensable people, they are the go-to people. They are the top of their game. And when you are indispensable, you are able to build that audience for entrepreneurs and build that respect if you are employed. So the art of being indispensable at work is our topic for this episode. Our guest who joins us today is a best-selling author and founder of Rainmaker Thinking. He has followed the latest developments in the workplace through several long-term organizational studies, such as things on generational shifts in the workplace, best practices for leading and managing others effectively, and techniques for optimizing performance. So our guest who joins us is none other than Bruce Tolkien. Bruce, Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for including me. And uh, thanks for such a kind introduction. Um, and uh, I'm so glad uh, to meet you. Bruce, it is such a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. Being indispensable is such an essential skill. And I'm wondering what goes into building up the indispensable factor because it can be something like, you know, just do your work great. But what are the traits, the habits, the characteristics we need to truly be indispensable? Well, you know, so you think, okay, who are the go-to people? Well, they've got to be great at their job. We know that, right? So technical experts, but we also all know people who are great at the work, who are the technical experts, who nobody really wants to deal with, right? Uh, And, you know, maybe that person is a know-it-all. Maybe that person is always seeing what's wrong with everything and everyone. so, so, okay, you say, all right, no, no, you also have to have a good attitude, right? But, but okay, if you have a good attitude, um, does that mean you say yes to everyone and everything? Uh, does that mean you, yes, 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 right? Or does that make you a generous fool? Because what if you say yes to stuff you can't do? <laughs> or, or, or what if you overpromise? You say yes to stuff and you can't deliver. Right. So sure, you got to be great at your job. Sure, you got to have a great attitude. Oh, I know you got to work really, really hard. Well, sure, you got to work really, really hard. But it's really important to also work smart. So, you know, when people want to be the indispensable go to person, the hardest thing is saying no. And, uh, you know, you want to say yes. But what we did is, you know, we've been doing research on the front lines of the workplace for 27 years. And what I, I ask people, who are your go-to people who stand the test of time? Uh, and it's based on a study of those people. What is that? What is it that sets them apart? That's what the book is about. And that book will be in the show notes of this episode for anyone who wants to grab their copy. But it's interesting. Bruce mentions like, you don't want to say yes to everything. Saying yes, you might get the sweet spot. Like you might get someone to be a little more interested. But if you overcommit, then you got to say, you eventually have to say no. Because you overcommit. And then you have to turn down the better opportunities. So there is this danger in saying yes to everything that comes your way. Now, uh, saying no uh, versus saying yes, I know that's one of the things we covered. Working smart, that's also another topic that uh, is really important for being indispensable. So how do we work smarter? Because so many people, I feel like so many people hear the phrase work smart instead of hard, but then they don't know how to work smart or they 
don't think to work smart and hard. So what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, so you gotta work hard. But if you only work hard, you only get tired. And if you work really hard at doing things the wrong way, what you do is you get a lot of work done wrong. <laughs> you know, and not only that, if you do it the wrong way, you get really good at doing it wrong. So, uh, and you, you develop these habits. So uh, the key is, um, of course you wanna say yes. Yes is where all the action is. But yes is a big commitment. Uh, yes is your opportunity to add value. Yes is your opportunity to um, get better at things. Yes is your opportunity to build up your working relationships. Yes is where all the action is. But you don't wanna waste your yeses. If yes is where all the action is, you better not waste it, right? So every good no is all about freeing up time and energy for better yeses. Uh, if you get overcommitted, here's what happens. Pretty soon you're juggling. If you're juggling, you're gonna drop the ball uh, and, and, and you're gonna let people down and people are, you think they're gonna remember that you said yes, yes, yes? No, they're gonna remember you dropped the ball. You're gonna create delays. Um, and, and what happens is eventually you start to get siege mentality. So you start saying no, 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 no. Um, and, and so what ends up happening is you're not really making good choices about your yeses. You end up saying no, but you don't make good choices about your no's. So you got to gain control of yes and no. And that's also part of working smart, right? Because if you, what if you say, oh, yes, yes, yes. And then I'll figure it out. Well, that's not a very good yes, because it's going to take you a while to figure it out. And maybe, it'll, you know, maybe you don't want them to know you didn't know. You don't want you don't want to, you don't want them to see you learning. Well, if you don't want people to see you learning, you're not likely to learn very much, right? Mm -hmm. So, so it's not that you say, that's not my job, but you might want to say, Hey, that's not my specialty. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to say yes to that, you need to know, I'm going to have to take some time to get good at that. Um, but Hey, it, I, I know someone whose specialty it is. And by the way, before we're done, let me tell you what my specialty is. And if you need that, come to me, I will knock that out for you. Right. So that's, it's a dynamic. And I like how Bruce mentions specialty because you don't want to take on every task under the sun just because a client or because your boss wants you to do it. And when you refer someone who actually knows what they're doing, like let's say it's graphic design and you don't know how to design, uh, you don't know about something like Canva or anything of that nature. So you say, you know, this isn't my specialty. I know someone who is better at this than me and that gives you a good referral and that also allows people to focus on your specialty the only fear i can see people having is if you say oh i'm not the best at this but i know this person who's good at this there's this fear of getting replaced not feeling indispensable so i'm wondering how can we focus on our specialty but not have this fear of if I say no to this, I'm going to get replaced very soon. Well, here's the thing. You want to know what you want to be known for. And, and you want to be authentic every step of the way. So to say, hey, that's not my specialty. I'm going to have a learning curve on that. And I, I, I'm going to make it one of my specialties. But you need to know I'm learning on you. And uh, so sure, I'll put that on because in fact, uh, what you want is to have as many specialties as possible. 
It's just that you don't want to take on work unless you can professionalize doing it. And that means you get your hands on best practices and practice them uh, so that you, you build up a skill uh, and you find repeatable solutions and you find job aids to guide you. Uh, if, if you do that, okay, that's how you professionalize. You get you know, best practices and learn them. You have repeatable solutions and have them in the bank. And then you have job aids to guide you in getting things done. If you have that, you've professionalized, you've made something your specialty. So, you know, the, the goal is not to be in a, in a narrow uh, uh, bucket. The, the goal is to expand your specialties, expand your repertoire, uh, have more and more specialties. Uh, so when, some, it, when you're thinking, that's not my job, it's one of three things. Like, that's not my job. And, you know, if I try to do that, it's going to be a disaster. Right. For one reason or another. Um, another is um, uh, that's not my job, but, you know, somebody's got to do it. I'll make the coffee, you know, and, 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 and some people say, well, I'll make the coffee this week, take out the trash next week, uh, clean the toilet next week. We all take turns. But see, my advice would be be the one who is great at taking out the trash, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> add it. Why are you doing that? Well, because somebody's got to do it and you don't want to be a jerk, right? But the other stuff that's not my job, that's my chance to expand my repertoire. If that's not your job, that's something that, mm, maybe that should be my job. Um, but you have to be thinking, right? You got to be thinking, okay, you know, what, if I say yes, I'm making a commitment, what does that mean? Uh, and if I say no, I want to be, I want to, I want to, I want people to remember my nose as good nose. Mm. I want people to look back and say, yeah, probably a good thing you said no. And, and because yes and no uh, and, and alignment and working smart and proving your value, being a go-to person, you have to play the long game. Uh, it, what makes you a go-to person is not saying yes in the moment. It's having a reputation for delivering on your promises and for helping people get their needs met very well, uh, very fast uh, in ways that build up the relationship that that's so you got to play the long game uh, and the way you build up influence, you can't use influence like, okay, ready? I'm going to use influence, but influence is valuable. Uh, influence helps you get things done. But in the short term, what you do is you build influence. And then when you have that reputation, uh, then people look at you and think, gee, if you're saying no, probably no is the right answer. Uh, if you're saying yes, I know you're going to deliver. For me. We've got more great content coming up. But before we get into that, we have a quick message from our sponsor. Is it possible to be wildly successful as an introvert? An Introvert's Guide to World Domination shows introverts a way to upgrade their lifestyles and get ahead through communication and networking techniques specifically designed with the introvert's needs in mind. By breaking the process down into bite-sized steps, Nick Sheldon offers practical, reliable strategies for forming lasting connections with others. An Introvert's Guide to World Domination will help you improve your confidence, strengthen your relationships, and gain access to people and opportunities you've never had before. 
To learn more about becoming wildly successful as an introvert, make sure you grab your copy of An Introvert's Guide to World Domination, available on Amazon and other retailers as well. And there is this, we talked about danger of yes already, but it's also being strategic with your no's. You don't want to say no to everything. You only want to say no to the things that you know it would be bad if you said yes about them. And we touched on something very lightly. We touched on reinvention. And when you go from the popular example in the business world as job to entrepreneur, having your own business, how do you remain indispensable at work even as the definition of work changes, whether you do become an entrepreneur or you just have an entire career switch? Yeah, so look, being indispensable means it's the art of the go-to person, right? What it means is that people know people who have worked with you before want to go to you again it means when people work with you they want to work with you again because you got it done very well very fast you were you did great work and you were great to work with so uh knowing uh you know that's what it is at its core making yourself valuable to other people and so if you want to be a go-to person for your customers, um, you know, you don't want to be the entrepreneur who they say, hey, what do you do? And you say, what do you need? <laughs> right? You know, that's what I do, whatever you need. Like, okay, that's one kind of entrepreneur. Um, but, uh, but you want to know what you want to be known for. What, what are your specialties? Um, you want to make sure you know how to align communication. Uh, through structured dialogue. Uh, you want to make sure that you're good at asking your customers, you're good at asking your vendors, you're good at asking your employees, um, and you teach them how to do due diligence and help you make better asks. You want to teach them how to make really good asks of you. Uh, you want to get really good at saying no. Uh, sometimes the best thing you can say to your customer is, I know that's what you think you want, but I think you probably want this other thing because this is my specialty. I know what I'm talking about. Let me help you fine tune your ask. And, and then when you, and, and just like if you have um, a, a boss, uh, if, if you're the boss, if you have, have your own business, um, you, you, you want to make sure that you have repeatable solutions, that you job aids. You want to make sure that not just that you're always juggling, but you're getting things done. You want to make sure you are great at building up relationships and making them better. And a big part of being a go-to person, uh, whether you work for yourself or work for somebody else, is being able to find go-to people. The way you put yourself in a position to find go-to people, uh, the first place you should go is your very best customers, right? And then, and then, be a great customer. Uh, and, and also you want to be ready to build up go-to people. So if you become an entrepreneur, ask yourself, what kind of culture do you want to have? Mm -hmm. um, you either will have a culture by default or a culture by design. If you want to design a culture, uh, you want to design a culture where everybody is a go-to person. Everybody is there to add value to everybody. Uh, everybody is there to act with integrity, to make good decisions together um, and get uh, lots of great work done together. So um, foster go-toism uh, in your business. Um, you know, 
think of it this way. Do you want to have employees who are not go-to people? <laughs> and the culture is really important, uh, especially as you're talking about the, when you make the move from solopreneur to hiring people, or if you're in the workplace already, that culture is really important. And having a go-to mentality, whether it's enforcing in the culture or you yourself, that is important for any business. And how do we maintain the go-to mentality? Like what goes into making that happen? One part of it is being really good at selecting the right people. Uh, so you don't want to just select for technical expertise but there's got to be attitude and not just attitude, but hard work and authenticity. And if you tell people, Hey, our culture is about making good decisions together to drive collaboration uh, and then decide on uh, what are the anchors of your culture? Uh, because you don't want to tell people what to wear, how to smell, when to come to work, when to leave, what to have in their office, uh, and also not pay much, and also have them work with people that they don't really like, and also you can't learn much here, and also the job is digging a ditch, right? So then they're going to be like, well, how much do you pay? Not much, right? So culture is a function of all of those features. So you have to know what, what you want to require of everybody. Uh, you know, how, what are you going to hang your culture on? My view is that what you really have in common is working together on the work together. So uh, the way to build a culture is around uh, how are we going to get more work done better and faster in ways that make us all feel like we're getting what we want, which is, you know, more money and more control over our working conditions. So the, the kind of culture that supports go-toism is one in which you have strict accountability uh, on performance, uh, strict accountability on how people treat each other, uh, and then you have as much flexibility and generosity as you possibly can to keep reminding people over and over and over again uh, why this is a great deal for them too, uh, and then turn every manager into a coach. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it does go into the right, making sure you have the right people on your team because uh, you want to focus on people who maybe they don't have the skill set right now, but they have the mindset they're willing to learn because you could have someone with the right skill set, but who isn't that go-to person. And part of being a go-to person is being able to finish all the tasks that are in front of you. So if you go and you know you want someone to proofread your book, you want someone who's going to be able to finish that for you. So how do we get better at finishing what we start? And it's one thing to finish something that's given to you by someone else, but then also how do we get better at finishing the things that we ourselves give, like self-imposed deadlines? What most people are dealing with is more and more and more work. So uh, you, when somebody comes to you and says, hey, can you do this for me? You want to do it, especially if you're an entrepreneur. Um, you, you, know, you, wanna, you don't want to turn down work, right? Um, the key to being able to take on more and more and more projects, more and more tasks, more and more responsibilities, 
but then still get things done is number one, always say yes with a plan of action. Number two, make sure that you have repeatable solutions and job aids that help you get things done faster. But here's the other piece. Uh, don't multitask. Don't try to juggle. If you juggle, you drop the ball. So all juggling is, is attention shifting. It's just a question of how fast can you juggle? Uh, when you drop a ball, when you're juggling, you don't choose which ball to drop. Right. So you're not deciding to drop a ball, right? So what you got to do is put the balls down, pick one up at a time. And you, you can only get one thing done at a time. The metaphor I like, I mean, there's a million metaphors, right? How many, uh, what, how do you walk a thousand miles? Take a step and then another step, right? Um, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And, uh, but what I find is that people, their schedules are so packed and their to-do lists are so packed um, that, you know, people feel like they're juggling. Sometimes people will tell you, um, oh yeah, I'm always juggling as if that's a badge of honor, right? What, so what I tell people is look for gaps in your schedule. Those gaps are gold. And what you're really looking for is 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minute gaps. And then break your work into smaller bite-sized chunks. And what you're really trying to do is make the work chunks smaller and the focused execution time, the gaps in your schedule, bigger. So bigger chunks of time, smaller chunks of work. And then it's just how many bites of the elephant. You sit down, you cut it, you bite it, you chew it, you swallow it, then you move on to the next. And for elephant uh, rights people, I would never actually eat an elephant, just for the record. <laughs> And I love how Bruce brings up juggling because it's not like you just drop one ball in juggling. You juggle, one ball falls, and you have to uh, you try to catch that ball. So you end up dropping all the balls in juggling. So it's actually a lot worse if you do try to juggling. Instead, you should do what Bruce recommends. You just focus on one thing at a time. You can do multiple things. It is good to have multiple streams of income, but don't multitask. Don't juggle. Just do one thing at a time. Time. And that's this is only just a small glimpse of what is in Bruce's book, which really talks about the art of being indispensable at work. We'll throw that link in the show notes. Bruce, do you want to recommend any other places we could go to follow your work and journey? Well, there's always rainmakerthinking.com. That's our website. And there's uh, uh, at Bruce Tolgan on Twitter. Um, and, uh, um, you know, and uh, Amazon, of course, wherever books are sold. <laughs> we'll have those links in the show notes thank you breakthrough success listeners for joining us in another episode and bruce thank you so much for joining us here today thank you so much uh thanks for making it uh so easy for me and making it look easy for you i know when it looks easy for someone else it's not so thank you <laughs>